Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all. Welcome to the second episode of Surviving Rona. I'm your host, Kristen Fulton, and I am so happy that you decided to take a listen today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you are well, I hope you are inside, and I hope you are giving it the good old college try, you know, surviving this thing. It's hard. We're starting like our second week of being home and inside here in New York, and it it will be a struggle. The first week I feel like was kind of this new thing. How are we going to do? What are we going to do? I've been on social media a lot. I've been Instagramming a lot. I've been watching things on TV, but I feel like those things can get old very quickly. And I'm curious to see what this second week will feel like and be. And if you have any tips out there, feel free to DM me, Kristen S. Fulton. That's my handle on Instagram. It's also my handle on Twitter, which I don't use. (laughs) I'm so over Twitter. So you can um, DM me on Instagram or if you have my number, just text me. I'm always up for a text these days, you know, just trying to stay connected. All right, y'all, I promised you an update from last episode, and I have one. I did get a couple of messages, so I want to shout out to my friend Sabrina, who said that I was not doing the most when I was talking about wanting to connect with somebody who lives near me. She was like, nope, you are right. You should definitely connect with someone that you can get to easily so that it doesn't feel like a chore. But she did say that I need to open up my preferences a little, meaning I need to like date shorter men. Now listen, I am all for giving folks an equal opportunity, but there is something very shallow about me and height. And that is gonna take a lot of prayer, a lot of therapy, and a lot of work. So I will say that I am open to the idea of it, and as opportunities come up to interact with men who are shorter than me, and I genuinely like them, I will not self-sabotage. All right, I'm making that deal with y'all here today, right now. I am not going to self-sabotage. And you know now that I've said that, you know what's going to happen. Once this quarantine is over, God's going to be like, oh, for real? Let me send you your little man. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to call y'all little. But I feel like I need to be able to joke around with whoever that man is. So yeah, he's going to be like, let me send you your little man. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm blaming you, Sabrina. (laughs) And I'm going to have to just be like, okay, send him my way because I said I was going to do it. Um, And then the other update I wanted to share with y'all was from my dad. So shout out to my dad. He's down there in Georgia in the ATL. He sent me this text message after listening to the first episode. And I'm going to say listening with air quotes because I don't think he really was listening. He might have heard the entire episode, but he definitely did not listen because he proceeded to send me a text that said something to the effect of like, Oh, it was a very nice episode, but be careful out there dating. You know, there's a lot of wild people and I don't want to have to come up there and hurt anybody. And you don't don't want to be desperate. And I was like, bruh, fall back. You're doing the most for one. A, nobody is going on physical dates. So if I am connecting with anyone, it's purely online. Two, 
I don't think I'm being thirsty. I think I'm just being honest. And I know I'm not being thirsty because your girl is okay being single. Sure, I would like companionship, but it's not the end of the world if it never comes my way. You gotta find happiness within. And I have been on a long journey to find happiness within. So I was like, dad, calm down, fall back. He's gonna listen to this and he's gonna text me again. So I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready for my phone to blow up. So now y'all, I wanna dive right on into our first guest ever. I am so excited I was able to have a talk with my really good friend and fellow artist, Sarah Beitch. She and I had a really awesome conversation, y'all, and I hope you will enjoy it. But first, a quick word. If you live in New York State, you probably know by now, hopefully, that Governor Cuomo has ordered 100% of non-essential workers and personnel to stay home beginning Sunday, March 22nd at 9 p.m. And you're probably wondering what constitutes essential. Well, I'm here to help you out. Essential includes healthcare operations, infrastructure, manufacturing, news media, financial institutions, services to economically disadvantaged populations, construction, defense, services to maintain safety, sanitation, and essential operations, vendors that provide products and services that include logistics and technology support and childcare to other essential services. Essential retailers include grocery stores, pharmacies, convenience stores, farmers markets, gas stations, restaurants and bars for takeout and delivery only, hardware and building material stores. Essential services include trash and recycling, mail and shipping, laundromats, building and cleaning maintenance, child care services, auto repair, warehouse distribution, your homes, storage for essential businesses, and animal shelters. So if you do not fall under one of those categories, please stay your behind home. All right, folks, I am here with my friend and fellow artist, Sarah Bite. Whoop, whoop. Give it up for Sarah, y'all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Sarah, I'm so glad you're able to join me. And just so y'all know, we are talking via phone because we are still physically distancing. We are not socially distancing. And so we are talking via the cellular device. <laughs> Um, Sarah and I know each other from college. We both went to Brooklyn College, BC in a house. <laughs> yeah, um, so she was a BFA while I was an MFA, and we didn't get to work together while we were there. However, last summer, Sarah and I got to work on this really fierce play called The She's, written by this awesome playwright, Erica Larson. Shout out to Erica. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Um, it's really fierce. Sarah was amazing in it. Like, I think about her performance often, and I'm like, wow, I just, you know, the ability to share the stage with her was such an honor, and also to learn from her, and also to see her growth as an artist, because we were both in school together. So she saw my shows, I saw her shows, and I'm like, wow, look at your artistry just grow. And so that was really exciting. That was, so thank you. Thank you very much. Um, also, if I could just have a moment to respond uh, and hype you up a little bit because oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, hopefully people who are listening know how awesome Kristen is, but if you don't, uh, here's the further confirmation that she is awesome. She's an amazing actor. She's an incredible just like mind, incredible work ethic, very talented, funny, um, visionary. So. It comes as no surprise that she uh, is using this time to connect with people and talk about art and, you know, various issues that I know you're going to be talking about. So, I don't know. <laughs> I just really admire you, and I think you're doing it. Thank you so much. You can't see me, but I'm, like, covering my face, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> thank you so much. Good. Thank you, though. I appreciate oh, no that. Thank you. Thank you for what you said. 
Anytime, girl. I meant it. I'm then so- I meant it. <laughs> We're just going to have a love fest this whole time and you all can just listen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we're just going to jump right on in. So Sarah, I want to start by asking you, besides being an awesome actress, um, what else can you tell us about yourself so the people can get to know you? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm an actor. Um, I like doing uh, like improv. Um, generally, the things in life that make me happy are you know, just like comedy, uh, dogs, <laughs> iced coffee. Yes, uh, yes, love she loves iced coffee. <laughs> I do love iced coffee. Yeah. Love a good iced coffee, even if it's winter. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I also am a bartender. Uh, it's kind of like my side hustle, but I also think it's fun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, Actually, I'm going to jump on something you said. So you, as your side hustle, you know, the way you eat, you pay your bills, you bartend. So Awesome. Okay. So obviously we know that one of the first businesses to close during this shutdown, this quarantine, whatever you want to call it, were bars. People were very very upset with about that apparently i saw on um one of governor cuomo's uh news conferences he was like we got a lot of calls about us closing the bars early i don't know why but people were really upset about that um so you were one of the first people affected by this financially or in terms of like workforce Mm -hmm. you were part of that what how like what was going through your mind what happened how did that day or that moment go when you found out like we're about to shut down Yeah, well, um, so I pretty much uh, had been working at the restaurant, like, up until it closed. Um, Like, I think, found out about it closing, like, I worked a brunch shift, and then the next day, I think, everything closed. Um, So, yeah, when I found out, well, even before I found out, I was kind of feeling like I knew we needed to close, because... You know, I was kind of increasingly becoming more concerned about coming into contact with people. And, you know, I'm a generally healthy person, but I also have asthma. So there was part of my mind that's like, probably not good for me to be, you know, touching people's like dirty napkins and stuff like that. Um, So I I knew that we needed to close, um, but I didn't know when. Um, And when I found out that we closed, I was, like, relieved, but then filled with kind of a sense of, like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, when I found out, you know, on Twitter from uh, de Blasio, I think is who I was, you know, he was, like, having live tweets about it. Um, There wasn't, at least as far as I knew, any mention of, like, any type of relief that was going to be happening. The only thing I knew is that restaurants were closed. a day passed and I got a text message from like one of my coworkers and uh, he had been speaking to the owner of the restaurant I work at and they were pretty much just like, yeah, when, when all this is over, you guys had your job back. But uh, until then, like <laughs> nobody's working. Um, wow. So yeah. And, you know, we're all supposed to be applying for unemployment. I've tried various times this week to apply and like the website is so overwhelmed that you know like you'll be trying to fill out your application and then all of a sudden it'll just like tell you that the website's down so that you know (laughs) not ideal Mm. but um you know 
keeping it positive and like what I would like to see is I would like a really comprehensive release package. I'd like that to be addressed a little bit more specifically. I mean, aside from unemployment. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only thing that has given me comfort, even though I don't know if it's comfort, but like I do feel solidarity with everybody else going through this. Like, you know, I'm not the only one. Um, and I know that there is going to have to be you know, there's just going to have to be some type of aid that happens. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, to be really clear, like, I know why, I know why we had to close the restaurant. I think it was the right thing to do, but, you know, we got to, we got to look out for our, um, you know, service industry workers. And I think one of the things that makes New York City really cool is like the restaurant. It's mm -hmm. like a big part of our uh, culture. Yeah, so your restaurant, uh, do you know, like, the state of your restaurant before Corona? Like, based on just your general knowledge, were you always busy? Were you having a good customer flow? Do you have any doubt that your restaurant will be one of the ones that will reopen once we're all figured out with Rona? Yeah, um, well, I hope more than anything that, like, they're going to have financial success and they'll be taken care of. Um beforehand so pretty much the restaurant I work at is like um, very close to my apartment and is um, it's like a neighborhood favorite it's been there for I think like 11 or 12 years um, a lot of people know about it and the customers that come in have you know are people that have been coming in for years um, a lot of times I like know their names they know my name um, at that time uh, when it was closed we've kind of just started coming back into the busy season you know, it was getting, like, a little bit warmer outside. Um, so, yeah, you know, winter tends to be a little bit more dead for restaurants. So we, we kind of experienced a little bit of that. But, yeah, when all of this hit, we were actually doing pretty well as a restaurant. Um, honestly, like, I was surprised that so many people were in the restaurant. Like, as the news about Corona was coming out, like, people were still going out. So have you, have they reached out to any of like the bartending staff or the wait staff to offer like options for you all to be um, delivery people during this time? No, um, because I'm assuming that uh, they're using, we already have like delivery staff. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm assuming that they're probably being used. Right, right. And so how long has it been since you've been to work? Do you know how many days? I think it's been about a week. Yeah, wow. it's been about a week today. Uh, last Saturday was my last shift. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, tell me about but, your um, living situation. Do you live at home with family? Do you live on your own? Do you have roommates? Yeah, so I have, um, I live in a two-bedroom, and I have uh, one other roommate who, um, she's been working from home. She's a teacher. Um, so yeah, my family... My family's uh, located in North Carolina. It's like, it's not where I'm from, but that's where my family lives now. Um, so yeah, I've just kind of been chilling in my two bedroom with my roommate. You know, like my heart goes out to anybody who doesn't have a roommate right now and he's alone. Like it's, I, I feel like it's really important if you can to talk to people. And I, I feel very fortunate that I can talk to my roommate. And yeah, so that's my living situation. That's a really positive outlook on that. I haven't even thought about the idea, like if I lived alone, I also have um, two roommates. One of them actually flew home to Georgia uh, last week, but my other roommate is here and she and I are like trying to plan to have a, um, 
a movie night or a couple of movie nights, but she's really busy with work right now. So she's like, oh, when I'm done with this big assignment, then we can work together. We can watch something together. And I'm like, I'm down. But the idea, if I didn't have someone that I even like passing in the kitchen or in the living room every day and saying, how are you holding up? How are things going? What's life like as we're just locked away in our cor- our corners, kind of? I, I don't know what that would be like. So that's a really positive outlook that I hadn't even considered before. Who knows what the future is going to be like, but right now I feel like I'm, I'm best. I'm feeling grateful for my living situation. Great, great. Um, if you don't mind me asking, you can totally say no, but how are you financially holding up during this time? Yeah, well, um... <laughs> So, for this month, I should be fine, but after this month, like, after I pay my rent, I'm not really going to have, unfortunately, where I'm out kind of financially in my life, is I don't have a lot of savings. Right. So, um, and I feel like this is kind of a moment in my life where it's like, I'm truly learning this lesson of, like, it's so important to have um, savings that you can fall back on. Um, so, I don't really have that. So, um my hope is that I can like get unemployment, but you know, that's kind of a process. So yeah, uh, as far as my finances go, like I have enough food to eat, like I'm not gonna be having any income. So not really sure, taking it day by day. I think that's how a lot of people are right now. Um, Totally. Yeah. So essentially in nine, yeah. Not ideal at all, but in nine days, you'll be able to pay your rent, and then after that, you're just like, you are waiting on the government to figure it out, you're waiting on this unemployment website to get itself together, and you're just mm-hmm. hoping for the best, like the rest of the rest of the world right now. Yeah. I, I think I will, um, I, I was reading online that you could like, communicate with anybody that you pay bills to, uh, let them know that you lost your job, so I think I'll just give like a call my landlord to like explain my situation I hope that you know and do you think your landlord will be pretty receptive to that like to the idea of like I understand or is your landlord the kind of person or it could be a corporation I don't know you know who owns your apartment but do you think whoever it is will be like yeah we're going to work with our tenants I I hope so I mean I've lived here for years I really like the building I've paid my rent you know on time there hasn't ever been any problems so I hope that they're receptive that's all I can hope for (laughs) (laughs) yes Um, who knows well I will be praying for you I hope that they are receptive too that's the other thing I think about folks who have been good tenants who are like I pay my bills I pay them on time I should be able to work something out but you just never know so I'm definitely going to be praying for you and sending good energy your way because Um, We all have to work through this together, and landlords have to understand that to some extent, too. I mean, if they're going to get some relief on their mortgages, then they should, in turn, give some relief to their tenants, I think. I think. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about what you've been doing to fill your time during this quarantine. I say that like it's sexy, but it's not really sexy. So I'm just going to say quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's kind of varied day to day. I think the beginning was a lot of like, you know, it's shameful, but like being in my pajamas and like not really doing anything. And I noticed, especially in the beginning, that I was like very glued to my phone. 
whether it was, you know, looking at news, which has been, you know, I have lots of feelings about, like, how the news is handling this right now, but, like, <laughs> being on my phone a lot, trying to connect with people, which has been really positive, um, sleeping. Um, so the beginning was, like, a little bit disorienting, and now I've kind of realized that, like, I have to wake up at a reasonable time, get dressed as if you were going somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I've been trying to, you know, I know it doesn't sound super glamorous or anything, but I've been trying to clean. <laughs> and um, today, in the past couple days, and I have mixed feelings about this, because I don't think I'm going to... Okay, so I've been going outside for walks the past couple days. Yeah. Um, and it's been really, really good for me. Like, I love being outside. Um, but I will say there are more people out there than I think should be. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, so absolutely. Like, you know, and when I have been out there, I'll like, you know, and my neighborhood's very residential. So there are some streets where you can pretty much be on them and nobody else is around. And like, I'm very happy if I can get some time outside with nobody else around. But I've just been noticing like, depending on the street you go, there are a lot of people out. And I don't necessarily think everybody's abiding by like the six feet thing. So I kind of realized that um, today, actually, before we talked, I was on a walk. And I came home early because I was like, I don't, this is actually stressing me out. I feel like I shouldn't be out here. Girl, you but just yeah. said it. Yeah. And it's hard. It, it's hard because I, I really do love being outside. And I think that's like been one of the highlights of like my time not having a job. It's been like, okay, I'm going to go outside, walk around, look at nature, and like listen to beautiful music. Um, but what's obviously more important is like keeping people safe and not spreading it. I am so angry at people right now. So on Friday that just passed, it was a nicer day. And um, even though like, you know, we're supposed to stay inside as much as possible, I ended up having to run two streets over to the UPS store because I had to print sides for this audition and I don't have any ink. And I was like, girl, stay inside, but I need the sides, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was like, I'm just gonna go get the sides and come right back home, wash my hands, try not to touch anything or anybody. But while I was outside, it felt like it was summer in Brooklyn. People were hanging out on the mm -hmm. street, on the corners, they were congregating. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, it's not vacation. This is not a vacation, people. Second of all, that whole six yeah. feet thing, I feel like New Yorkers are just not doing that. I've been watching on the news, other people have been um, adhering to the six feet rule or six foot rule. Even my sister this morning, she was like, there's a line outside of the grocery store. She lives in Jersey. There's a line outside of the grocery store and everybody's keeping like their six feet distance because of that's why the line is so long. And I'm like, that's not happening here. That is not like people are just ignoring it. And it's really upsetting. It's super upsetting. I just hope people realize that it's bad before it's too late. Yeah, and like what's going to be too I, I I can't even think about it because I'm like, what's going to be too late? And most people, I don't think people are understanding that, God forbid, somebody in their family gets sick. Like you can't go visit them in a hospital. They won't let you in. Mm -hmm. So people, unfortunately, right now, they're like dying by themselves. And I don't know about the rest of these people out here, but I would not want anybody in my family 
to experience their last moments on earth alone without us around them and to care for them and to say, I love you and you're going to be okay and we're going to see you again. Just that comfort. Like, so it, it it's kind of, it's really yeah. sad and disappointing. I hope that the new restrictions that we have coming up in the state of New York will um, really shape, pe- uh, whip people into shape. I hope so. So tell me on a on a lighter note, because you know we want to lift people up <laughs> after having this <laughs> dreadful moment of like ah the quarantine. Um, so tell me, have you found inspiration in anything that has been going on? Have you created anything? Do you plan to? And it's totally fine if you haven't. I saw a tweet um, this week from Broadway Black. So Drew was like some people are able to create right now but he was like just the way this whole thing is being handled i just don't have it in me it's really depressing it's really sad and i'm not the person who can create out of this right now so i want people out there i say that because i want people to feel okay whether they are creating or whether they're not yeah i love that yeah so far i haven't created anything tangible but i have felt inspired by like I said, being outside, I felt really inspired by, um, so you know how since, for example, Italy, like, because everybody's quarantined, um, there's, like, less pollution, mm. and the Venice canals are, like, clear, like, clearer than they've been in, a, you know, who knows, like, who knows how long, um, and now you can see all these fish, like, dolphins are visiting the shoreline. And they haven't in a really, really long time. Um, so just like hearing stories about, you know, nature kind of taking ownership of the space that we're no longer inhabiting right now. I don't know. That has been like kind of giving me hope, I guess. Because um, like aside from coronavirus, like the other thing that I and I'm trying to keep it positive. I know this is about being positive. <laughs> Speak your truth. <laughs> the environment and so to see that you know when humans are unfortunately forced to take a step back like the environment kind of starts to heal itself um, and I think that's really beautiful and hopeful but yeah to answer your question I haven't created anything but I'm hoping that this time can be kind of like a replenishing of I don't know like my creative reserves I guess by just like you know spending time alone with myself I guess reading um, I paint, so I'm hoping this time can be about painting and just like solitude. Um, the real challenge, I think, is like doing that versus like looking at my phone. Yes. You know? Girl, two things you just said. One is, I did not know that you were a painter, first of all. We must chat about that. I need to see some of your work. I'm, I love paintings I love painting myself I'm not like you know the painter who can paint beautiful things I kind of paint abstractly just because I don't know how to paint and so I'm like I'm just gonna paint what I feel and create something <laughs> but then the I other love that, that's kind of that's me too yeah yeah it's I mean painting is like this really awesome cathartic thing that I just I appreciate it so much but I do want to say thank you for what you said about the environment like self-correcting and healing itself that is so important and so key we are destroying this planet and i love this idea that while we are hands off the earth is able to repair some of itself in some sort of way that is beautiful thank you yeah i think if there's anything positive out of this whole kind of terrible experience it'll be that like 
how we've been acting as a society and like make corrections. That has my heart, what you just said. Yes. So after Rona has wrapped up its little stint here, what is the first thing you're going to do when you're able to return to some sort of normalcy? Yeah. I just keep having this image of like being outside on a summer day and like going to Prospect Park and, you know, during the summer, like there's so many people in Prospect Park, like going, um, laying on a blanket, um, going to a restaurant, just like holding people, being able to hug people and spend time. It's just, I, it's going to be so beautiful when we, we can finally, when it's over. And hugging people. Oh, that is going to be so wonderful. I might just hug people that I don't even know. Like, I'm going to meet them for the first time. I am a hugger, generally. And I try to read the person that I'm meeting. And I'm like, are they open to hugging? Probably not. But after this Rona is over, I might just be like, come here. Just come here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking forward to the freedom again. And, um, yeah, it, it's going to be great. Yes. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for talking with me and for sharing your story with the folks out there. I know that I have been watching the news daily, not stressing watching it, you know, got to get the info, but y'all stay stay away from the news. It will drive you insane. Um, but I also have been like, they're talking to the same people and I really want to know how people are doing out here. They're telling us to distance ourselves, but now is the time where we actually need each other so much more and so I really appreciate you sharing your story hopefully somebody out there will listen to it and gain something from it and uh, I wish you um, health and prosperity in the future as we you know get through this thing and I I pray that everything will work out for you positively oh thank you Kristen yeah and the same with you I think what you're doing is so pleasing and you know Everybody here should be following Kristen on Instagram. <laughs> but, like, I just love your videos. You bring in love and joy. Just to, you know. I know that, you know, even before we talked, watching you check in on people on social media has made a difference in my life. So thank you for that. Anytime. Thank you. And where can folks follow you? Yeah. So uh, people can follow me uh, at, uh, at Sarah Bite. Um, so S A R A H. My last name is Bite. B E I. Um, yeah, that's on Instagram, and um, you can look at my website, uh, SarahBite.com. Awesome! You heard it here, folks. Go follow her on Instagram. And go to her website, check her out. If you're a casting person, you want to bring her into your office and get to know her, she's amazing. I vouch for her. <laughs> and I'm so happy that she was able Yay, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy you were able to join us. Thank you for your time and your story and uh, just who you are as a human being. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Kristen, and thanks for having me. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you um, speaking to me on the phone, sharing your story, letting some light and love into the world through this crazy experience. I'm so appreciative of you as a human, as a person, as my friend. Thank you. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed that interview. There's more where that came from. I'm excited for who our next guest will be. 
I can't tell you who that is because I'm not entirely sure just yet myself, but I'm gonna work on it and get back to y'all. Don't you worry. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, stay behind inside unless you have to go out. And when you do go out, like when I have to go to the supermarket eventually, I'm gonna make sure to tell people six feet. When you creep up in behind me, I'm gonna be like, um, excuse me, can you back up six feet? And if you think I'm kidding, I'll pull out my tape measure. Y'all, we gotta contain this thing soon because we're moving into week two of this thing here in New York. And I'm like, that first day when you... You, you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is new, this is different. We've all been a little bit excited, which I know is like weird to say, but it's true. We've kind of been like on Instagram, on TikTok, we've been like connecting, we've been FaceTiming, we've been Zooming. It's like this exciting thing that's uniting us. But as we continue to do this for weeks and months on end, it's going to take a toll. So... We, we really need to get this thing nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. I don't know what this second week is going to be, but I'm hoping for the best. So, stay behind inside. Pull out your tape measure. I will. And we'll talk later. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye.